Luke chapter 13, starting with verse 25, and I'm not going to read much because of time. Luke 13, 25. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut the door, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not which ye are. Then shall you begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not which ye are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourself thrust out. Uh, that's all there. Turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And unto the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, These things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I will also keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith to the churches. This is familiar scripture, probably. Um, I've heard people say, and if you study it out, uh, whether that was God's intention when he wrote the scripture, or um, if it just happened to work out that way, you can take these churches uh, in Revelation and I've seen people apply them to a their dispensationalist, I believe is what they call it. Um, and and they, they tie certain churches uh, in the first few chapters of Revelation to dispensations in time. Uh, and you could certainly do that and make a case. But, uh, but probably most every church would look at themselves as the church of Philadelphia. Uh, because the other churches that Jesus addresses uh, in the book of Revelation... Uh, he has quite a bit he finds wrong with him. Uh, anything from like Ephesus and losing uh, or, or leaving their first love and, and uh, Thyatira and, and so forth. And Philadelphia, uh, he, he sort of doesn't find much wrong there. It's a, uh, it's a church and the name Philadelphia means love, brotherly love. And, and, uh, and so he's addressing this church. And while most churches would say, yes, we're Philadelphia, uh, probably, if you if you come down to it, most churches in today's time are Laodicea. Uh, they have those that uh, that uh, that just shake their fist at God and 
uh, and want things their way, no matter what the Scripture says, and, and thinks God has no right to tell us how to live today. And it talks about Laodicea being a church that uh, thought they were good. They thought they were right. Uh, they thought they were doing the right things. Uh, uh, but he said, you don't know this, but you're actually miserable and poor and blind and naked. Uh, so probably most churches in today's time uh, would find their home in Laodicea. Uh, but this church in Philadelphia, he sort of gives pretty good news to. Uh, and But he starts out, and, and this is what I want to try to preach on. He tar- starts out, uh, and it says that, uh, that he's a man that openeth and no man can shut. And that shutteth and no man can open. And, and I've thought about that this week, and I'm going to try to preach to you on mercy's door. Uh, and mercy has a door. And I'm thankful that mercy has a door. Uh, and even a step further than that, you can go in John's Gospel and go to chapter 10, I believe, and you find where Jesus Christ says, I am the door. And so uh, the whole door is Christ this morning. And, and I'm thankful that, uh, that he, didn't, uh, he didn't set forth. He always preached. And taught in words that that even a child can understand, and and that's what I try to do. I don't. I'm not smart enough to use any other kind of language, but but I want to make it just as plain and as simple as it's ever been. And, and so he he just said simply, "I am the door." Now everybody knows what a door is. Uh, uh, when you got out of your bed this morning and I uh, walked out of your bedroom, you passed through a door. Uh, when you walked out of your house, you passed through a door. Uh, when you got to the church house, you passed through a door. It's almost like he wants that uh, to be a little sermon everywhere you go. I am the door. And, and so we know that what he was meaning is he is the way to be saved. There is no other way except by him. And if any man will ever enter into the city of heaven, it talks about a city being there uh, with gates, uh, uh, three on each side that lie four square. And it talks about those on the outside of that gate are whoremongers and adulterers and, and liars and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Uh, but it talks about those on the inside. And to pass through, uh, you would have to pass through that gate or pass through that door. And, and so if you will uh, enter into heaven today uh, when you depart from this life, uh, if you get there, you will have to go through the door. Uh, you will have to go through Jesus Christ. There is simply no other way and no other means that man can be saved. And there's no other means except you go in through the door. Uh, so everybody's acquainted uh, with what a door is. Uh, uh, but, but, uh, but let me ask you this. Uh, uh, there's been a lot of you uh, as a child. Uh, uh, I would sit, and I've done this a lot, just sit on the doorstep uh, and play or whatever, and you see children doing that. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm concerned today that, uh, that that's where a lot of our loss are at. Uh, they know the door. Uh, they know where the door's at. Uh, they know to get through uh, to the other side. Uh, they know in order to be saved, they have to go through Christ. Uh, that's not foreign to them if you've never been raised in a church. Uh, that is foreign to you. Uh, you mean I don't have to put any of my works with it? No. Uh, you see what happens. And I preached this here one time and uh, Sam poked a little fun at me on Facebook about it. Uh, but I said, uh, being a man and being a man, that means I'm stubborn. And being a stubborn and a man, it makes me, I hate making more than one trip. 
to the car for grocery bags. I try to get them all uh, in one trip. And, and, and it makes me feel maybe less of a man if I have to go back. I don't know. It's silly if you think about it. But I, I load myself down uh, to the point where, uh, where it's such a burden. And you know what? I've got all of that load. It's hard. I can't fit through the door. You understand that? I have to set it all down. Open the door, and then I'm able to step through the threshold. Can I give you some advice? Everything that you're carrying, leave it and go through the door. Amen. That door's meant to be entered. It's not meant, but some of you for years have sat on the doorstep and you've not yet went inside. That concerns me because there's coming a day. That door's going to be shut. Mercy's door's not always going to be open. There's going to come a day that it's going to be shut. And He's the one that openeth and no man can shut. We talked about it in Sunday school. As our Lord explained the Scripture revolving around His own resurrection and death and burial as He explained it to two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And they said our heart burned when He opened up the Scriptures. My friend, if anybody has ever been saved, it's because somebody opened the door that no man could shut. He opened your door, opened your heart, to receive the Scripture. He opens your heart enough to tell you that you're a lost and dying sinner. And in order to be saved, you must come in the door. And so, He is one that opens and no man can shut. And I'm glad of that. What He's opened to me, no man can shut. The things that He's taught me and tried and, and tried me through the fire that's an open door that no man can shut. But some of you are just sitting there and it almost what really, really bothers me. It seems that you're content just sitting where you are. Now, my friend, let me tell you this. I read them to you there in Luke's Gospel that there's coming a day all of those on the outside, well, let me take you back further uh, to a man named Noah. Uh, Noah was a man that everybody knows. There's an ark exhibit in Kentucky. Never been to it. I want to go to it. Hey, it would give me a better picture to try to preach maybe if I went to it. But, uh, but can you imagine as he was building that and, uh, and he, had, he had links all the way back to Adam. Uh, you don't think about this, but, uh, but Methuselah was alive when Adam was alive. And Noah was alive when Methuselah was alive. And so down through Adam and through that line of Seth, uh, uh, there was, a, uh, there was a, uh, an account uh, uh, that God had set up through that family. Uh, uh, but it came down to Noah now. And Noah lived with Methuselah who lived with Adam. And so he had a direct link tracing him all the way back to Adam. And so the Bible says that eventually uh, there came a, to a time in, uh, in time uh, that, uh, uh, that it repented God that He had made man. And because mankind had grown so wicked and so evil, uh, can I tell you today, Jesus Christ said while He was here, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it also be 
in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And now you can turn the blind eye to what's going on around us. And many, many, many have. But my friend, we are living in the midst of an absolute evil generation. I noticed that a Cracker Barrel this week had a, had a Facebook out about Pride Month. And I guess that's another place that I'll cross off my list. I will not give money to somebody who promotes it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but but there, uh, you, hey, can I stop right there? Uh, you know what? My hate is a strong word. It is an absolute strong, and it's one that you should never use lightly. Uh, but speaking of pride, month, let's just park here a minute. Uh, I understand it's not it's not a it's not a, a, a practice to a preach about certain things, but uh, we have fallen by the wayside uh, on what God accepts and what God rejects. And let me tell you this right now: uh, this whole pride month, that's everywhere you see the whole month of June is pride. And by that, I took the symbol of Noah and the covenant that God made, took the promise of a rainbow, and has twisted it around to fit their own agenda. Can I tell you what? The hate is a strong word. But can I tell you something? Go to the book of Proverbs, and you'll see that God hates a proud look. Hates it. He hates a proud look. Some of you are sitting on the door and you're just too proud to go in. You're too proud to lay aside whatever it is that you're carrying and lay aside that load. Some of you are too proud to say that you need help. Uh, Brother Ronnie made mention of uh, uh, praying for people with depression. Uh, I've lived through it at different times in my life. And most of the time I feel so inadequate as a pastor that, that I feel like such a complete failure at times. And honestly, if you want to know the truth, every time my phone rings or I hear a message coming off of my phone, the first thing I do, my heart sinks. What have I done wrong? I'm telling you, it's a, it's a thing that you cannot see, but it is a thing that exists that you buy. And so, uh, so, uh, so we need to be mindful of all of that. There is an open door. But some of you are too proud to go seek help. And I've sought professional help and, as well as spiritual help. And they've been a help to me. That's what, I, I don't want anybody to feel alone. Uh, but if you're sitting here this morning lost and you know you're lost and you know where the door's at, what is keeping you from walking through that door? It is an open door this morning. Mercy's door is open. So getting back to Noah, he was dealing with all that uh, while he was building this. Uh, I'm certain that he probably didn't build it by himself. Others helped him. Uh, he didn't build it. To imagine what he was doing. I think people came from everywhere. And as they came to Noah uh, to look upon this boat that he was building and it had never rained, uh, he had an opportunity to preach unto them. And I believe he did. For the New Testament said he is a Noah was a preacher of righteousness. But there came a day that, you know what God told Noah? Go to it in this account. It's chapter 6 or 7 in Genesis. And it says, Noah, it's time. It's time for you to come in. Time for you to come in. He said, in seven days, in seven days, 
I'm going to bring the flood. And the fountain of the deep is going to be broken. And the windows in heaven are going to be opened in seven days. I think Noah took those seven days. And I believe he began more earnestly to try and persuade people. And the ark had a great big door. It was a door big enough. And then an elephant and a giraffe had to walk through it. In other words, the door was open there. And he had seven days. Seven days. He had done it for 120 years. But now it came down the last seven days. Can I tell you something, church? We don't have a lot of time left. We really don't. As far as I'm interpreting the Scriptures, I believe we're in the days of the evil generation that the Bible speaks of. You can argue with me. You cannot believe that. And that's fine. I'm giving you my opinion this morning. It is the days of Noah. When they're indoctrinating your children, I made a mockery out of marriage. And nobody wants to work. But everybody wants to get paid. The churches are falling away. Churches are taking up with the LBGT crowd. Churches that used to stand for something, now they fall for anything. We are living in the last days. We've got, as Noah said, seven days, whatever time we have left. Let's be earnest. The door is open. Noah, but the Bible said there came a day when those seven days were expired that God said, Noah, come. Come into this heart. We sing the old ship of Zion. A while ago, I'm so glad that as I was a little boy, there was an invitation made to me one night to get on board that ship. And I got on board that night. But the door was open, and Noah looked out to that great big door, probably thinking to himself and his wife, how in the world are we going to shut that door? And if, if we shut that door, water is surely going to seep in. And if water seeps in, would you see? God is a God that openeth and no man can shut. But He's also a God that shutteth and no man can open. And so when Noah was on there, as he looked out one last time, the last time he had ever seen that world as he knew it, faces no doubt, like I said, this wasn't done in the corner. People come from everywhere. And they watched Him. They watched Him go in. And they probably thought he's going inside to a coffin right there. And he did. Because that ark makes a separation. That ark is a separation. That ark is a picture of death. That souls were saved by water. It's a picture of Jesus Christ. It's a picture of going from the old world into the new. It's a picture just as much as baptism is in a few minutes when we baptize Cyrus. Brother Cyrus will go under. That's, that's a picture of the ark as the ark went under from the waters coming down. But the Bible says that, that the waters bared it up. And so it's a picture. And he looked out one last time out of that great big door. But when the time comes, it wasn't Noah that shut it. It's not the preacher that'll shut the door. I'll never, I'd never shut the door on anybody. Somebody asked me this week about people with lesser than stellar character references. Could they come? Would they be welcome here? Absolutely. Absolutely. And now, 
Now, if they present themselves for membership, we'll have to hear an account. But if this church is a hospital for sick souls, there are sick souls out there that need to be admitted. They need to be brought. Absolutely, it's an open door. But, as Noah looked out one last time, as we sing that song, there'll be a time that we come to the end uh, when the last when the last thing we'll do, the last sermon I'll preach, God will shut that door. Noah was there looking out. And when the windows opened and the sun started coming up from beneath, the Bible says the Lord shut the door. The one that shuts, no man can open. As much as Noah heard their cries, I read to you in Luke, and that there'll come a day people will stand on the outside of that door and they will begin to knock. Lord, we've eaten in Your presence. You've taught in our streets. Many will say, Lord, we've been in Your churches. But you know what? If you just sit on the doorstep and never enter in, that door is going to shut fast one day. And as much as Noah heard the screams, now Luke says that they'll be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth as people beat on that door. But it says, once the good man of the house hath risen up, that door is shut. Noah was bound to hear him crying, knocking, and Noah let us in, and his heart had to break, much as your pastor's breaks for you. Noah, as much as he would want to, he had not the power or the strength to open that door because he's not the one that shut it. You see, God shut them in. And He shut them in so perfect that not one drop of condensation, not one drop of water, they said they dogged it with slime. Not one bit of moisture came on the inside. Let me just part there and I said I'd try to hurry if you've been saved, you're shut inside this morning. Uh, those gates were uh, in Revelation when it talks about all of that on the outside. I'm on the inside. Uh, once we make that final crossing, it's a place where depression will not come. It's a place where anxiety will not come. It's a place where death will not be welcome there. It's a place where sickness can never enter in because God has shut all of that out. I'm glad to be shut in from the inside. I'm glad when Noah was shut in, he looked around. He had his family with him. I'm glad to be shut in with you, my family. We're shut in this thing together. We're on the inside. And nothing on the outside is welcome where we're going. It'll be a place of perfect peace and paradise. It'll be a place where death cannot come. Think about that. Sin will never stain those trees. The tempter will be gone forever. And we're shut in safe. Noah was shut in. He could hear everything going on, but the flood didn't bother him a bit. But as much as he wanted to, he didn't have the strength or the power or the ability. He could not open that door. 
there had to be people he knew that grew up with him that was on the outside. But Mercy's door was now shut. See, they had the opportunity. 120 years, they had an opportunity. Seven last days, they still had an opportunity. As Noah looked out one last time, and they looked in one last time, dear friend, there'll be a, there'll be a day if you just continue to sit on the door and not walk through, there'll be a day that, that you'll see an altar for the last time. That you'll hear an altar call for the last time. Now that, the Bible says, He will draw you with bands of love and cords of men. But you know what? There'll be a time if you just sat there, He'll draw one last time. You understand it grieves me this morning to think about any of my people in my flock sitting on the door. A door's easy. I'm not trying to preach an easy salvation. But it takes, if you walk out that door, or any of these doors, you can pass through that door that quick. Exactly, don't take long to pass through a door. And don't, when you lay down all of that, all of the load, sometimes it's not even bad things. Sometimes you're like me and just trying to carry it all in one trip. Sometimes it's hard for a person to walk through the door, loaded down with all their good works and good deeds. You can't, you don't need them. To get through the door. But it's hard to explain to people that, uh, that all they've known is a work based salvation. You've got to lay that down and walk through by faith. But once you do lay that down, you can be saved that quick as fast as walking through an open door. It don't take long to get saved, it just takes a long to. To get up off the doorstop, it takes a long time for you to lay down those good works, good deeds, and lay down everything you've been trusting in. See, repentance. A very simple expression would be repentance is just looking away from self and turning your eyes to Him. Looking away and looking into Turning away and turning to. And when you do that, you can be through a door in no time. But so many are just like little children sitting and playing on the doorstop. Kids used to go up and knock on the door and take off running. Some of you have even done that. You begin a journey in prayer, then you just left. Never pick it back. Others have been faithful to come. Can I earnestly, earnestly inquire of you as to why you've just sat down? Sit on the doorstop. The door is right there. Some of you, I really feel, aren't far from salvation. But you're just sitting there. 
And you're going to sit there so long. You're going to sleep away the day of grace. And the door is going to be shut. And as much as those of us, what I read to you in Luke, it said, You shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven, and yourselves, what word does it use? Thrust out. That word isn't. People ask me, why do you use the King James Bible? I trust it. Much like the road to Emmaus, my heart burns when I read it. That word thrust high, that's not simply a getting up to the door, getting up to the gate, a no admittance here, just turning around and walking away. No, no, no. What it means, in my opinion, is you're sitting on the doorstop. Wanting to enter in so bad. But when the door and the gate is shut, it says you will be thrust out. That means you're not leaving on your own accord. That means a hand greater than you picks you up and thrusts you away and says, I never knew you. That grieves me to be so close, but never entering in through that door. If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to get rid of that proud look. I've seen people, I've seen people at, seen a young man at, at uh, Hogan's Creek a few weeks ago, went to the altar, prayed for a while, got up. Brother Carter tried to mention something to him, and it broke my heart. Carter was trying to help him, and he shrugged him off and gave him a look, and if looks could have killed, Carter Robinson would have died right and that man of God was trying to help him get through the door. That's all he was doing. That young man will never get saved with that pride in him. You've got to leave it. He hates the proud look. Hates it. But he'll humble yourself now. He'll tell you exactly what he told Noah. He didn't tell Noah to go into the ark. He was God was already in the ark. And he said, Noah, just come. Come into the ark. Get rid of that prize. Get rid of everything that's holding you down. Get up off of the doorstop and walk through the door this morning. Because it's going to shut one day. And when it shuts as bad, as bad, as bad as this church would like to open it, we don't have that authority. I tried to cut it short, but one more thing. Revelation chapter 1. Jesus introduces Himself as the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. He said, I am the first and I am the last. And he says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and death. The one that shuts the door and the one that opens the door, he'll then shut the door 
He's the one with the keys to the door. And when He shuts it, no man can open it. He has the keys of hell. And one day He'll lay hands on that old dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. He'll bind him into a pit without a bottom. And He'll shut that door. Perfect peace will come in. There's coming a day He that shutteth and no man can open. You're going to leave this life. And you're shut in or you're shut out. You're either on the inside or the outside. It all has to do with whether you've ever been through the door. Don't just sit at it. We go to Home Depot low sometimes and I imagine remodeling or building a house. I'd like to do that sometime. We look beautiful doors. Beautiful. Some of them are quite expensive, but exquisite. That door will do no good to sit and look at. You have to walk through it. Never be saved. It's open today. The door of mercy is open. But it won't stay open forever. It will close. And when it closes, one of the worst feelings I've had, and I've done it time and time again, is shut the door, car door, house door, hear that thing lock and realize I don't have any keys to get back in. got to call somebody. One day the door of mercy is going to shut. You don't have a key. You have not the keys. Only He does. He has the key of death and the key of hate. Mercy's door is open. But it will soon be shut. While you have time and opportunity, why don't you come today? Walk through the door. That sounds like an easy enough thing to do. You mean preacher? Walk through the door. Walk through the door. He's on the other side of the door. Just as He was in the days of Noah. Telling men, women, boys and girls of all ages, nationalities, come into the safety of this heart. Come in. But once the last one set foot on that ark, He shut the door. There will be a time the last soul that will ever be saved will get saved. And the door will be shut. And you'll be shut into the glory. Or you're going to be shut out on the outside where there is weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. The door won't do you any good to sit there and stare at it. You must walk through it. That's our message coming ahead with a song.